Hello everyone, my name is Luron and you're listening to HRE Live Podcasts, a show where we discuss all topics relating to HR. On this podcast, we'll be discussing the emerging changes to the HR industry and the introduction of people economists. This week, I'm joined by David Morgan from Kronos. Welcome to the show, David, and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Great. So could you uh, start off by introducing yourself and um, your role at Kronos? Yeah, sure. So I'm the HR director for the EMEA business of Kronos, which covers predominantly the UK, uh, Holland, Germany, France, Spain. And I also cover the India business, which has got two offices, one near Delhi and one near Bangalore. So obviously, uh, I have teams in each of those jurisdictions reporting through to me. Great. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us. So what would you say are the biggest changes in HR that you're noticing at the moment? Well, I, th- I think the irony of that question is that, you know, for many years, uh, companies have uh, strived to identify the right people for the right jobs at the right place at the right time with the right skill sets. And I think the reality is that that's probably the same now. But the, the big differences are, to, are much more to do with the context and the kind of society that we have. You know, for example, our ability to attract people from outside the organization uh, means that we've got to be seen to be a great place to work. And it's becoming much more competitive these days. Um, Organizations like The Great Place to Work are now global. Companies are uh, scrambling to get their ranking seen. So if someone's applying for a job, one of the things they look at is where that ranking sits. Also, you know, you might be familiar with Glassdoor where, you know, employees past and present can actually make a, a, a remark about the company. And uh, recently I was talking to eight brand new managers of our business in India and asked the question, why did you join the company? And they said, well, the first thing we did was look on Glassdoor, which surprised me a little bit, but it just goes that goes to show the competitive nature now of companies looking to strive to get talent. So I think that's an important context. But probably the the biggest context for me is the envi- the advancements of technology and data and digitalization and what that kind of means to us. So how do you attract people? How do you retain people? And how do you make sure that, you know, people are developing in that world which is changing? And I think that if you look at that in line with also, the fact most organizations have multi-generational workforces, multicultural kind of workforces. I guess the reality is that, you know, one size isn't going to fit all. So the challenges for us in HR now is very much about understanding the context of the business, understanding how technology can impact that, and ensuring that there's the right balance uh, right across the organization. And, uh, you know, for me, that, that sometimes applies uh, more when you have global organizations which set out strategies that aim to be consistent across a number of jurisdictions, then trying to create that one-size-fits-all does present those challenges. So for me, you know, the big, big changes needs to be about how kind of HR embraces the technology, uses that effectively, and kind of leverages what they can. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. And would you say that um, those kind of changes are actually, in a way, quite exciting in your role to accomplish and accomplish those challenges, um, adapting to these changes of like one size fits all and learning and development, etc. Yeah, I, I think it is exciting for the HR function. I think that, you know, if 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 you're someone that just likes to have a standard policy or a standard process, and that doesn't change for several months, several years, then, you know, I think HR wouldn't be the, the place for you. I think HR has got the ability and the role now to be more 
uh, dynamic, so on, on a regular basis, responding to the changes in the marketplace, um, particularly around the employment of, of people, the development. And again, looking at that kind of multi, just that multi-generational kind of workforce, you have um, a, a plethora of changes that are going to be coming your way that you as an individual need to be kind of responsive to. So lots of excitement, you know, particularly if you're someone who feels they can leverage technology. That's that's a key factor for me. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so with these changes um, happening constantly in the world of work, do you feel like the role of a HR professional um, has drastically changed and will continue to drastically change alongside that? I think it has to. I think it has to. Um, I think that HR will still be accountable and be driving, you know, the activities around uh, recruitment and development and ensuring that we have, you know, the basics in place around payroll systems and scheduling systems. But I think for me, you know, the growing, the, the growing need, you know, for the role of HR is is going to be around how do we use that technology. Uh, and one of the things that it's it's kind of obvious in the last kind of five five ten years is that the growing the growing inclusion in some organisations of HR analytical teams, even heads of HR analytics, and I think uh, that recognises that together with the amount of data we've got now to to look at, and also the technology capability with algorithms, AI, robotics. Uh, at a level and changing at a pace that we've never seen before. Uh, I, I certainly think that HR's role is changing to ensure that we have got the data we can use to make sensible business decisions. But I think an add to that would be that data enough, data on itself will not be enough. You know, the, the, the real kind of differentiator, I think, for HR functions going forward would be the ability to interpret that data make sense of it, understand it. And, you know, for me, that that almost is akin to the role of an economist in in most businesses where that person takes in several data points, both from within inside the organization and outside the organization and allows the business to make sensible decisions. So for me, the growing role of HR has to be about how do we gain insight? How do you understand uh, from the plethora of data that's available to them uh, what kind of solutions we need to have in place to to support a successful business? Mm, definitely, um, thank you for that. Um, so you've t- you've talked about technology and how HR can use it to their advantage, but then in recent times, technology has been seen as a bit of a threat to a workforce. How do you think that HR can sort of maintain that culture and continue to attract talent in that sort of time of uncertainty due to artificial intelligence advancing, etc.? I think HR's got a huge role to play in that. I I think, you know, certainly in um, certain quarters, there's a view which AI and robotics will reduce the number of jobs available to people. But, uh, you know, one of the ways I look at it is that robotics was introduced many years ago, you know, back in the 1970s in the Fiat car company where, you know, there's, there's footage of the first robotics being used then in the car industry. And, you know, we, we kind of manage that and we cope with that and we develop that. And over the years that, you know, that kind of type of equipment and that type of robotics has been improved and we've coped and worked alongside it. So I think for me that uh, we'll continue to do that. You know, uh, I think the use of AI will probably uh, end up with, 
some very basic administration jobs, which have been done now, been done by computers and robotics. But I think that creates an opportunity for people as well, probably to develop different skill sets, to progress in a different kind of path, in a different way in organizations. But HR has a fundamental role in helping organizations and people understand that. Definitely. Um, so when you're talking about the future, are there any other emerging trends that you can see evolving in the world of HR and in the world of work other than just um, technology? I think I think the one thing I'm seeing is is people believing that they um, if they're able to have more personal choice in the way they work and where they work um, is more likely to uh, suggest an engaged workforce you know and work engaged person and I think that's a that's, that is becoming much more prevalent that you see a lot more people working from home. You know, technology allows that to happen in a far better way. I think that that has an impact on the culture of the organization from a perspective of if you have an, a large number of people working away from the office, how do you encourage a kind of or engender a culture of a community and collaboration at the same time as allowing people that flexibility? So there's always going to be a bit of a trade-off there that the comp- you know, companies need to work very hard on, which is building a culture where people feel part of something, but also recognizing their personal flexibility. And I think that's going to be a challenge for many organizations going forward. Mm, definitely. And um, for a company like Pronos, which is like um, a very multi-generational, um, t- they take a multi-generational approach to their workforce. Do you think that is a main challenge as well, maintaining the culture across a vast um, number of countries and like different ages, et cetera? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it is. I think it is. And, and I think it's something we treat very seriously. I think we think a lot about it. We try to understand it. We constantly uh, listen and talk to our people about how they're feeling about the workplace, about the relationship with their managers, the relationship with themselves, the kind of work patterns they work. We we do at least three surveys a year, to uh, which are formal surveys, to kind of understand how people are feeling. And I think that's really important, not just what they're saying or doing, but how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And we we will constantly need to do that because it's a, you know it's an ever changing kind of res- will be an ever changing response that we need to constantly understand. Yes, employee employee feedback is so crucial in today's age and going forward, especially, isn't it? It, it is, and mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be seen as being you know um, heavy handed. You know, you're constantly sending out surveys, but I think for me, if you do it in a way and explain to people why you do that. Um, and then follow that up with more face-to-face kind of discussions, either in focus groups or in small teams. And then my experience tells me then, you know, that shows that you are genuinely interested in listening, listening and understanding what the challenges are for individuals. Mm-hmm. And are you seeing the results pay off? I, th- I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, within the company, we 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 have certain measures that we look at. You know, our employee, employee engagement surveys are showing huge response rates. So we have something like 91% response rate to other surveys we do internally, which in my experience is really high. And we have an average uh, engagement score of 86%, you know, which again is quite high. I think in line with that as well is that globally, in most of the major countries that we operate and have large numbers of staff, we have been accredited with great place to work accreditation, you know, um, in Australasia, in India, in Europe, North America and and uh, the US, then uh, these are 
these are opportunities for us to be uh, again questioning you know how we interact with our people how we understand our people what are the things we could be doing better but also be seen by the outside world as as, as achieving some degree of accreditation great yeah that's an incredibly high percentage rate for employee feedback it that's, is yeah, it is very impressive is. yes um yeah last question for me um how crucial do you feel hr are um now and in the near future to adapt to these changes and not just in technology but also in inclusion and diversity and health and well-being the, you know you've probably listed the three most important things there mm-hmm. um which which is you know how how can hr contribute to an organization um that is going to be impacted by technology um y- we know that people uh, use technology in their own so- social lives they're used to that and and we are kind of trying to follow that line and make sure that people when they come to work have the same kind of technology usage the same way of connecting the same kind of social community that that we need but we also have to recognize as well the world generally is a complex world and it's a stressful world and how we how we kind of position ourselves as as caring for well-being without being seen as being the big brother or telling people how they should act is really important. I mean, in Europe recently, we've just launched a program called, you know, Taking Personal Control, which which is all about, you know, health. Uh, it's about wealth. It's it's about mental kind of well-being. And, and the approach has been giving people the opportunity to look at what they can do themselves as opposed to, you know, telling them what they should be doing. And that's a program we're rolling out you know at the moment in time mm-hmm. and i think on your your last question was around diversity and and inclusion and i think that for us this is this is, i wouldn't say this is a big issue but this is an area we want to focus on and if you think about where we mainly based the us asia and europe you can't get a more diverse kind of set of of kind of uh, employee bases there and you know it's something we treat you know, very seriously for us. We do regular training of managers to identify where there may or may not be kind of uh, inclusion issues. And we are actually starting to focus more on that subject, inclusion rather than diversity, as being the kind of area where we feel we can make the, the biggest impact. So people feel part of that community, regardless of their background or their nature. Mm, definitely, yeah. And yeah, that's a great point about inclusion because um, it's great having diversity, but then if you have everyone included in the same sort of group and community then it makes for a positive culture and it means everyone can learn off of each other and learn new things and everyone will improve themselves uh so. very much so i mean you know in an india operation you know we i think there's 20 nuts than like 29 states in india that you can pull from and you know what we look for is is a real spread of that you know so it's not about looking for people outside of the the region but actually within the region and how can we get as you've said the benefit of having that diversity for us in the organization mm, sounds very exciting well thank you very much for your time david it was wonderful to have you um thank you for listening to hrd live make sure to tune in next week where we'll be talking to a new guest see you then